recording, Zoe. Oh, she's freaking out. She's freaking out. All right, everyone. This is Katie Schuler, and welcome to episode four of the Real Talk podcast. And this week, we are going to get real about some questions regarding just some life experiences that I've been through with my own mental health and in regards to mental health in general. So yeah, and we've also got people potentially sending in some live questions that I will also answer if we get any. We might not get any, but it's all right. There's a possibility. All right. So I think for the first question, we decided to go pretty lighthearted. Do you have one? Did you find one, Zoe? Your follower it was kind of stupid. Okay. It's okay. Let's get anyway. It's okay. okay. Um, actually, no, let's do this. What holiday doesn't exist that you'd like to create? That's too deep for me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have to answer it now. We put it out there and sure. yeah. the viewers are going to wonder. They're going to want to know. <laughs> they're going to want to know. No, absolutely not. I, I think there should be a holiday. Is there like a women's day? Or is that already an existence? <laughs> month. There's a month. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, hey. Okay. Well, I think there should be a... Oh, Mother's Day already exists. <laughs> New question. I don't... Just move on. Okay. Ooh. What's the craziest thing you've ever done? Ooh. Like, legal or illegal? Either. Crazier the better. No, but I've like I'm so lame. I literally have done nothing. I don't have any good stories to tell. True, not true. What are you thinking of? Oh, example A: when that one truck we were driving down uh, Genesee, right by the school, and that truck was going like 20 miles an hour, and so you literally cut around them on a double lined rock. <laughs> what? I told you this story before. You don't remember. I don't remember that. What? It was this old guy, and he was going, like, 20 miles an hour right past the school. And you were like, go! And then you just went around him, and it was literally a double-lined. So for a while, I actually didn't know what the lines meant. (laughs) I'm not going to lie about that. I'll be open and honest. And Officer Doherty or whoever did my (laughs) driver's... No, it was Mr. Milney. Ooh, Officer Doherty. Officer Doherty did dare. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was Mr. Milney. Shout out to him if he's listening to my podcast right now. I am the way I am because of you. Love you, man. All right. And with that, I think we can probably get into the real question. Yeah. Yeah. Avery, would you like to start us off? Sure, I would love to. Okay. That's number one. So, when was the first time you realized something was off with your mental health? Oh. Like, how far back do you want to go? Just first time. First time. Yeah. That, like, you, like, really remember. Yeah. I'd say it was probably, like, around sixth grade. Because I, I feel like I always, like, thought a little differently than other people and expressed my emotions a little differently. Like, as a kid, you know? I was a very flamboyant kid. Yeah. And I had a lot of big emotions. But it wasn't until, like, sixth grade, I'd say, that I really, like, started to feel those first inklings of, like, what depression was. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't, you know, like what, what 12 year old understands what that is. I had no, I had no idea. I just remember being in like school and just feeling like empty, 
and emotionless. Yeah. And I would try to express it to people and they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You want to go play Barbies? Yeah. And I'd be like, what? Life. You're not contemplating you- your entire existence right now? Yeah. I just told you like a big feeling and you just. Yeah. You don't really understand it, did you? No. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt and still feel for a while. You know, I, I think anyone who struggles with their mental health has that feeling of like oh no one else understands what i'm going through yeah and it's really so defeating because i mean like at that age like obviously social media was around but it's not like how it is now you know mm-hmm. people really opening up about mental health and talking about it so yeah it is like nowadays you're so right the shit that i see on social media about mental health is so much more like like we're all just open about it yeah yeah we all just talk about it and when I was 12 and in sixth grade I didn't have I didn't even have a phone I didn't know that there were other people who felt the same way that I did yeah so that it was very defeating but we're out of it yeah we're in sixth grade anymore oh yeah all right question number two what would you tell yourself the day you got diagnosed Ooh. um that's that's a tough one because like when I think about it it was so long ago well it wasn't really even that long ago you know it was when was it yeah when did you get diagnosed it was during covid so really yeah that was the first time anyone told me that I was bipolar but I'd had doctors and therapists who were like yeah you definitely struggle with depression yeah but that was the first time that someone told me that the highs that I was experiencing was part of it too Mm -hmm. and so I guess if I could go back and tell her something I'd probably oh makes me emotional but I'd probably just tell her that it's going to be okay because like nobody wants to hear it's like this is kind of extreme but it's almost like that diagnosis of cancer or something it's like it's not necessarily your end but it could be it feels like it feels like your end And those words bipolar disorder were so like, because I knew, I knew what it was. I had always kind of thought that my dad was bipolar. And so I would like get on my little wiki, Wikipedia and like Google it and like, what is bipolar disorder? And so I knew what it was. And I kind of always thought that I had it, but I didn't really know. And it was like, when he said that, I was just like, oh. Like, that is something I'm going to have to struggle with for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I already knew that, but it was it was final. So I just want to tell her that she would be okay. And that it's not necessarily a struggle, even, that I'll have to deal with. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. Question number three. On your off days, what do you like to do to get yourself back on track? Hmm. On my off days, I have a lot of them. I won't even lie to you. (laughs) But I guess to get back on track, I'm a huge, and this is like totally outing myself. You guys already know this, but I love to take baths. Like I exclusively bathe. Bath queen. I love to take baths because for me, that's like my safe space is my bathtub. I literally get in my bathtub, turn the water on just way too high way too hot cooking yourself cooking myself in the bath water like a little rotisserie chicken (laughs) like a good soup yeah and I just listen to some music and I swear it just totally gets me back on track it makes me feel 
clean and fresh and like a new damn woman yeah. when I get out of that bathtub. And then I usually, this is kind of specific to to girls too with like the whole beauty routine thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're a guy, I guess tune out for this part. But <laughs> yeah, I go through my, my whole beauty routine and I'm talking like... The whole nine yards. The whole, like I, everything is shaved, everything is eyebrows are plucked everything is done and it just feels so good it makes me feel so much better but i would say if you're if you're a dude and you're listening and you need something to get you back on track on your off days i know that like for a lot of guys it's really important to have like a physical outlet like exercise Mm -hmm. and same for girls but like I just know that that's really, like, for my brother especially, I know that working out is, like, a huge thing for him. Yeah. And so, I and for Caleb even, he loves to work out as just, like, a way to clear his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I would recommend that. Yeah. Trying that. Or just finding something. Something, yeah, that makes you feel better. I mean, like, what do you guys do? I'll try and, like, read. Just try and stay off my phone. Yeah. I feel like it's a lot better if I stay off my phone. I'm not, like, mindlessly scrolling. But if I'm, like, reading and I have a good book, then I feel a lot better. Yeah. hmm. And it, like, it's important to distract yourself. Yeah, it's like a good reset. You can go into, like, the story of someone else for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so important. I, in middle school, when I was, like, struggling with depression, I didn't understand what it was. I would read... Do you remember that? I was a reader. Yeah, you were. I racked up those AR points. <laughs> because, yeah, I love to read. It was like my total escape from reality. Yeah. I didn't have to to think about whatever I was going through. Yeah. I usually just either go to the gym or honestly hanging out with my parents. Yeah. Like, now that I'm older and I've, like, formed, like, a better relationship, it's not as much of a, like, parent-child dynamic you know oh yeah it's more of like mutual respect like understanding yeah yeah so like now that I have that with them like I really do lean on them oh when I know I'm not feeling well yeah I just need to talk to them I mean they literally know everything about my life because I spill everything on them like no same my mom was like my therapist for a while you know and like I don't think there's anything wrong with that too. No. If you have the kind of family that's willing to be there for you like that, you. that's nuts. That's take advantage of take it. Advantage of they it. know you the yeah. best. Yeah, but like, at the same time, make sure that you're giving them this, this it's like an equal reciprocated yeah. love. Yeah. You know, don't just take advantage of them. Yeah. I think that could be misconstrued. Yeah. I know. It's like with like the whole parents thing too, just like how now I've been hanging out with them a lot more. It's also because like I'm leaving for college. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, wanting to spend more time with them instead of, like, being up in my room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Spending time with family is so important in yeah. pulling you out of whatever dark place mm-hmm. you found yourself in. Very true. Yeah. All right, next question. Next question. Okay. How has your mental health impacted your view on life? Mm. That's a big one. That is a big one. <laughs> yeah. It is big. I think it totally impacts my view on life in like every way shape and form you know like I I can't even remember a time like pre-mental illness (laughs) because it's just always been a part of who I am and how I view the world Mm -hmm. so I guess it's impacted me in that I have to take extra steps to view things positively I know that about myself and I think 
that's so important is to be self-aware. Yeah. I know that my instinct or my default setting in my brain is negative. It's like I just clicked back to to the negative. And if you know that about yourself, then you have to actively work to challenge it. Yeah. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't have to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I just, I look at the world a little differently because I want it to be a better place too. Yeah. I, I see, I think I'm a little more empathetic because of my mental illness. And I always, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I always, people that doubt. like, I, yeah, cause I, I really want, or I really want to understand what other people are going through yeah. because that's something like, I feel like a lot of people didn't make the effort to understand what I was going through yeah. and that's all I wanted, you know? So if, if I can do that for someone else, that's like my biggest dream. Yeah. All right. Next question. Well, that was, those are all of our deep questions. Yeah. Oh, we got to yeah. go. That's all right. We're at like 13 minutes here. We're killing oh. it. Okay. This was a good list of... Did anyone send anything in, too? No. Oh, boo. Lame. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. Ooh. No. 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 It's okay. I can cut this out. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh. I feel like I know the well, I feel like this could be like five food. <laughs> food or drink? Food. <laughs> cheese. <laughs> if she's talking No drink. doubt cheese. I cheese. no. No milk. Oh that's right. Milk. Oh my god. I think like Yeah. A big span of days where it was just Starbucks, Starbucks, Starbucks. I was like that was more for the routine of Starbucks. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like the experience. the experience and the drive out there yeah. to Bertrand from Frankenmuth for the 15 minute drive Literally. is just like my, that's, that's my therapy. Even yeah. if Starbucks is absolute garbage. I'm Dog like, shit Starbucks. It's $6 for burnt It's fine. I'm drinking anyway. I spent the money. Yeah. No shit to the workers at Starbucks and Bertrand though. They are killer. Yeah. Caleb, that guy Caleb that Caleb. we love. Oh my God. Oh my God. Please listen to my podcast, Caleb. It would mean everything to me but anyways thank you all for listening that was zoe guzak and avery mays i forgot to introduce them at the beginning so i should probably do that now but um zoe guzak and avery mays they're just two of my besties and they're here helping me out with my podcast yes love to and all right thank you i'll have another episode up soon